are listening to Faith FM, The Breakfast Show, live with Blake and Mon. Clue number four. God cursed this creature so that it had to eat dust all the days of its life. What creature am I? Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. God cursed this creature so that it had to eat dust all the days of its life. You just had pizza for breakfast, Blake. It was delicious. How would you feel about eating dust for breakfast? And again for lunch, and again for dinner. It would be maybe awful. a snack. And we'll do it all again tomorrow. Dust, dust, dust. Dust, snack. No. <laughs> dust I could maybe do the other ones, but for snacks? No way. <laughs> That's just out of control. Uh, Sherry, you got the answer correct. Uh, I'm looking here as well, too. Kathleen, you also got the answer. Ooh. No, Kathleen, you actually got it wrong, because that's the one that I guessed. But you're on the right track. Close. Close. But not yet. But no cigar on that one. Uh, Because we do not support smoking on Faith FM. Mm, Absolutely not. Uh, Someone just texted in as well, too. Yes, that is the answer as well, too. Now... I am going to read a few text messages we've got going on here. My favorite part of the show. So, Braden texts in, oh, it's a factory farm, then it won't be 30 meters tall, but more more likely 15 to 20 meters tall. Uh, they don't care if the pigs are standing up. Actually, though, it is giant. Like, if you look it up on, like, it looks like a hotel. Like, yeah, it's a 20, proper, 26 it's 26 meters. Proper so stories. Yeah, stories, which would be about, yeah, about 30 minutes. Yeah, it's 26 it's proper it? stories. Yeah, and it is actually huge. It's mm. kind of crazy, actually, to be honest. So I don't know how many meters it is tall, uh, mostly because who understands meters? <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> no. Oh, look, just because we don't measure things in glazed donuts, Mr. America. <laughs> <laughs> look, it's about... Uh, it's probably 47,562 bacon strips tall. <laughs> oh, my. Uh, I'll tell you what the thing is going to be. It's going to be a disease factory. It will. Yeah. Uh, and honestly, you <clears throat> said that that's where the next pandemic is going to come from. Mm. I, uh, I'm i not even going to fight that. It's if they're churning out 1.2 million pigs a year for consumption. I would strongly recommend don't eat pork from China. Don't eat pork at all. Yeah, but especially from pork, China. Yeah, yeah. Um, if that if that's how you know the pig hotel is working, Suzanne texts in that pig hotel is wrong on so many levels. <gasps> Pardon the pun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was funny. The, those poor creatures with lack of dirt, space, sunlight, and fresh air, let alone the cost to human health and areas surrounding yes. this building. That's right. That's what you were thinking too. Yeah. Like it's gonna be. It's gonna smell like. Pig poo. Yeah, well, I mean, actually, I, at first I thought the pig poo was going to be the issue, but I really think the pig pee might be the problem, like, because they're just going to leak into the floor and you can't really shovel up liquid. So where's that all going to run to? And it's going to, oh, and if they're not, if, they, if like Braden said, they're going to be like, they don't care about the pig standing up, that means the pig's going to be lying down in its own filth, which means it's going to be reabsorbed. Like, it's just, it's just a nightmare if you think about it. And like like this person just said, it's going to affect the health of the people who work in there. Not to mention that animals are uh, pigs are extremely intelligent animals. So they know when they're being mistreated. It's, oh, this place needs to be set on fire. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. You know, I... <laughs> Not that okay. I'm condoning arson yeah, in any whoa, way. Whoa, whoa, <laughs> things are getting crazy with the environmentalist uh, Mon over here. No, that's environmentalist Monica. That's where things get a little wild when you start 
certain things on fire. I'm not environmentalist. I just why can't people be nice and leave the pigs <laughs> to <away>? bacon? <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a weird situation. Hey, we just got a text. This is an interesting one. Good morning. I have a small request. This morning, uh, Friday the twentieth, about seven thirty-two a.m. Australian Eastern Daylight Standard Saving Time. I think that's A D S T. Uh, you played the song that I know as Let My People Go or Go Down Moses. I'd like to share it with my church's men's group. Could you please text me the name of the performer and the proper title, please? Look, I would tell you yes if we had a producer here. Uh, it says, I only discovered your channel in the last few weeks, and I think it's excellent. Thank you, and God bless from Cameron. Cameron, I want to text you that right now, but but... Mon and I are actually in the studio. There's no producer on the other side. What I will do is after the show, I will try to go in there, find it for you, and send you a text back with the name of it. It could have been Little Lights. No, no. It's the Lower Lights. The Lower Lights. Go Down Moses. Actually, Go Down Moses is actually sung by a a number of different artists. If you just look up Go Down Moses, you'll find multiple people um, doing it. I think you wanted this one. But the Lower Lights is the one that we played. I was thinking Little Lights. I know that because I was enjoying it as well, and I actually um, Shazammed it. I like recorded it and added it to my uh, playlist. So, yeah, I was enjoying that as well, Cameron. It's a great song. But, yeah, we we don't have any... um, We've been abandoned. We're two little orphans. Speaking of that abandonment, yeah, Shell has just texted in. Oh, DJ Shell! Uh, Shell texts in. Alec Baldwin is definitely deserving of the charges, especially on a set that had already had three accidents of accidental discharge. If you point a gun at someone and pull the trigger without making sure it's empty, you are deserving of involuntary manslaughter. I do think the prop leader deserves harsher penalties, though. That's a good point. Afterwards, I was thinking, like, why is there even a loaded gun when we know that, like, if they know there's going to be a scene where a gun is going to be used as a prop, why that, who's even loading the gun to begin with? Like, why would you need it to be loaded? Doesn't make any sense. Something's amiss. Well, no, I think, sorry, let me just clarify here. You're asking why the loaded gun, well, all the guns are loaded. But what you're really it's asking, the wrong bullets. right? What it's you're okay. really asking is why are there live rounds yeah, that yeah. actually have lead in them? Mm-hmm. Why are why are we not shooting blanks? Yeah, that's I think what you're really inquiring about because all the guns on set have those. But so how is Alec Baldwin supposed to check that? I mean, I'm thinking, but that- he shouldn't be pointing it at anyone. But if that's what the scene called for, was it a, was a part of a scene or was he just mucking no, around? He was mucking around. Oh, what a fool! Yeah. So that's the that's the issue here, and I think Shell's right. Like, honestly, I think I was just thinking about it in perspective because I've like I've acted in a few plays and stuff, and it had to use props. And I, if you had given me a prop gun that was supposed to be full of prop bullets, and I was supposed to be pointing at someone and shooting it as part of a scene, even if I was supposed to be checking for myself whether or not the bullets were live, I would have no idea what a live bullet looks like and what a prop bullet looks like. I would not have. Well, one has lead at the end of it. Yeah, I, I wouldn't know that. So I just feel like it's this a, is surprising to me. I'm an Australian dude. No, you're not. You're German. I'm a German. <laughs> <laughs> the Germans know. <laughs> I walked into that, didn't I? <laughs> I just, I just feel like you know, yeah. Anyway, yeah. It's look, honestly, it's a very, it's an interesting situation. But I got, I think I, think I agree with Shell. Like you gotta, you gotta yeah. be, you gotta know gun safety. Sure. I think I think uh, I think if people put themselves into Alec Baldwin's shoes, they might feel a bit different about the situation. But there definitely is somebody at fault here. Like 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 I said before, why are there live bullets on a set? There should be no live bullets. They should have a no live bullet on set policy. 
But it, yeah, well, but you never point a gun at anything you're not intending to shoot. Right. Like you always treat every weapon like a loaded weapon. Actually, here we got uh, from Brett. He's actually texting in. I was actually in the military for two years. He says, and even during training, you would always point the rifle to the side of other people, even with dummy rounds, just to be sure. Mm, yeah, I tell. I agree. Like if you're around guns, like you know, you're not pointing them at people, and you're not pulling triggers. Definitely not. When you're pointing them at people too, because it was off, it was off screen. It wasn't even part of a, a show or a set. Um, and then Shell actually texts in again. He wasn't playing around. He was following instructions, but he is still guilty to me. Put yourself in the victim's shoes. More important. Ooh, interesting. So he's not even playing around. That's what Shell is saying as well too. So he was following. He was. It was so it was part of like the production. The district attorney is basically stating that there's three people, the associate director, the Alec, the actor Alec Baldwin, and the uh, the set armor are three people who are at fault for the manslaughter. Involunt- and it is, it's involuntary manslaughter. Mm-hmm. So their actions, their negligence led to someone's life being lost. Yep. Braden texts in, now, now, Blake, measuring things based on the length of somebody's foot is a bit antiquated. Hey, man. Also, for a, I, I wasn't measuring in feet. I was measuring in bacon strips, just to be clear. <laughs> also, for a country that prides itself on being a republic, the still love that they still love measurements based on the monarchy. Metric mm. is so much easier to understand. That's because we fought a war. We won the war. We stole the imperial measurements oh, right. from them. Now the UK uses the metric system because I, they don't have the right anymore because of the Boston Tea Party. End of I actually story. have solved the whole metric thing. This is what we're going to do, right? The whole world is going to make much more sense if America adopted the metric system and the rest of the world adopted American English because we have to admit those are the two most logical options of both those. <laughs> That's how we're going to solve this problem. The whole world will make more sense if we just do that. Wow. Power move. <laughs> You're listening to The Breakfast Show. Contact us on 0491 I do get uh, memes and text messages all the time from our friend of the show, Joel Booker, mm-hmm. that are constantly memes about how Americans measure things in everything other than the, the measurements. Metric. Yeah, yeah. No, not just the metric system, but like this is forty-seven donuts, like yeah. this is, long. How many bald eagles is this? Yeah, <laughs> this is. This is three cowboys riding on a Palomino. I did actually see this recently in a news article where they were talking about a meteorite, and they were saying <laughs> they it's were, the size of a football field. or no, something. No, it was it was the size of half a giraffe, and it was like, well, which half of the giraffe? That's really complicated. If you top like the top half of the giraffe is like significantly different to the bottom half of the giraffe. It's just such a weird way. No, that makes perfect sense to me. <laughs> half a giraffe, just find size of that. half a giraffe. <laughs> So American. Either half of a giraffe <laughs> is big. So if you're seeing a meteor coming a at you from space, like, that's half a giraffe. Half a giraffe's coming at me. I what totally did you make say sense. A horse? Then? Isn't no it, way. Wouldn't a horse be roughly half a giraffe? No, because a volume a, wise, no, half a giraffe is much bigger than a full horse. What about? Well, do you not know your American measurements? <laughs> Have you never been to a zoo? <laughs> Step up your game here, Mon. Come on. Half a giraffe. That's very logical to me. Oh, we need to start the Bible study. Half a giraffe, folks. 
<laughs> okay, let's do this. We're doing stewardship, a my, very important topic. My thing, sorry, just one last thing here before we jump into this. Uh, ha, have we done the, the quiz question? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I was I was The dusty bean. Yeah, we did, yeah, yeah we did. Yeah, okay. Yeah. My, my question, <laughs> sorry. My thought is like, what if you were like, like you start measuring emotions with like random measurements. So like oh, no. instead of like half a giraffe long, it's like, my heart feels like a penguin floating. <laughs> it's like, wait, what? It's like three penguins floating. What does that even mean? Blake? Exactly. Exactly. That's oh, where my dear. heart is right now. My heart is three, <laughs> three floating penguins. Uh, but are they floating just on their own accord? Are they floating on like a piece of ice? Yes. <laughs> Somebody help me and help <laughs> one one two Lake Road <laughs> in Elmore Vale. <laughs> Come get me. And, and that is um, three hundred and twenty platypuses away, <laughs> which is one of my favorite animals in Australia. They by are the way. really cool. Yeah, it's a yeah. kangaroo hop and thirty seven skips <laughs> south of the McDonald's in Walls End. <laughs> Oh dear. Okay, stewardship. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. We're gonna today. We're gonna actually talk about should we tithe on the gross or the net? Oh wow. Now let's let's focus on this. Yes. You are making a net right now with your little crocheting. <laughs> I got it right. I am crocheting. Yes. And which is a, one of the manliest things that men can do. Apparently, yep. is yep. create crocheted things or knitted things because knitted. it was originally a masculine um wait wait a second yeah. yeah i thought you said knitting was with needles yeah but they, they were both both of them were for the same purpose so you're saying that both knitting and crocheting is manly indeed this is where you've lost me <laughs> i refuse <laughs> i'll accept one or the other but you cannot have both oh, have, what what's if the I more manlier one i want to say knitting because it's two spears basically whereas crochet is like one hook and it's not even that sharp Oh, big old hook that's mm. so piratey yeah it, it is but no, yeah i'm going with crochet. but they were both in actually originally masculine endeavors uh created to um fix broken fishing nets and create fishing nets so for the fishermen so the fishermen actually invented knitting and crochet so the gross we're going back to the gross and net yeah right the gross is what the entire uh, entire income is. Yep. Right? Everything. Before mm-hmm. you pay all the taxes, before you pay any expenses, before anything else. The net, right, is what's left over after you pay everyone else off. Yeah. Which is ironic because I actually feel gross <laughs> when, when you, that happens. Yeah. <laughs> That's why it's called the gross. <laughs> Brett Texas, definitely gross. Our taxes pay for everything we get to enjoy in Australia. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he's saying, uh, when we're talking about tithing, he's he's actually texting and saying we should pay for the gross. Yep. Now, here is just a little, uh, little insight here from the 20 Million Movement Bible Study. It says... We calculate our tithe on our income, quote, if we are paid by the hour or by a salary, and we pay on our increase or profit if we are self-employed and have our own business. So whatever our income is or whatever our increase is, this is what we tithe on, right? The 10%. Mm-hmm. It is pouring outside, by the way, I'm as well, too. It. And the loving rain is it. actually going at an angle. Yeah, so sorry if you can hear the rain. We, our windows are open and we don't have anyone here to shut them, so it's- <laughs> You can hear the rain in the background. Enjoy. 
The soothing sounds of rain. Extra white noise. Yeah, for free. In many countries, the government takes out taxes from the workers' pay to cover the cost of services done for the people, such as security, roads, bridges, unemployment benefits, so on. But the question of gross or net primarily involves whether we return tithe on our income before or after such taxes are taken out. Those who are self-employed can legitimately deduct the cost of doing business in order to determine their actual profit before their personal taxes are deducted. But studies of membership giving habits reveal that the majority of Seventh-day Adventists tithe on the gross income. That is, Mm. before taxes are taken out. So there was a little study in 1990 on tithing principles and guidelines that said... Uh, Tithe should be computed on the gross amount of a wage or salary earner's income before legally required or other employee authorized deductions. This includes federal and state income taxes, which provide for services and other benefits of responsible citizenship. I totally agree with this because here's my thought process. Mm. Make God first. Yeah, I'm, I was literally about to say that. We why, said it earlier. Why would you place taxes higher than God? You first of all, we God hate first. taxes. <laughs> Well, yeah. I, I yeah. hate paying them, but I like that they do... You like the benefits. I like the roads. Yeah, true. I like the hospitals. Well. And I want to say, as an American living in Australia, uh, shout out to my Americans. I love you guys. But the health system over there is completely... Horrific. Just crazy. Mm-hmm. Over here, we can go to the hospital. Now, it might take you know three to four days to get in when you're waiting in the ER. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sometimes mm-hmm. it seems like it takes forever. But... You go for free when you need to go. And I think that's a beautiful thing, right? It's amazing. So it's it's important for us to recognize that the taxes, though (laughs) some of them are used for very questionable things, like uh, greasing the pockets of greasy politicians. Mm -hmm. That's not good. Mm -hmm. However, taxes... The idea of them are a good thing. Yeah, right? but we still shouldn't out. place them above God. But we God. definitely shouldn't yeah. put taxes above God. So paying on the gross is really, I, I think, probably the best way I've ever heard it said is, do you want a before-tax blessing or an after-tax blessing? Oh, I love that. Yeah, so <laughs> you choose. It's fine. Yeah. Braden texts in, the Bible says we pay on our increase, which for most of us, that is how much money we get in our bank account, which is in after-tax amount. But when you get a tax return, you should also pay a tithe in that as it is an ah. increase. Tithe should also come before any other bills. Brayden, I actually like this idea, but I do it reverse. So I pay on the total uh, the whole time so that when the tax return comes at the end of the year, that that has already been paid for, right? But either way, paying on your increase is the right way to go about that. I kind of do both, I've just realized. I pay on the gross and then I pay on my tax return. <laughs> Hey, hey, more blessing for more me. More blessing for yeah. you. Like, yeah. you're not going to be, you're definitely not going to be yeah. punished that's it, that's for uh, paying your, uh, your tithe. I just remember being told as a child that if you're generous with God, he'll be generous with you. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. That's a beautiful statement And to be honest, well, too. my life is an exemplary of that. I have had many incredible experiences that, you know, I feel like a lot of people have missed out on. So I feel I've had a pretty generous life in terms of, I don't have a lot of, like, riches, but I feel like my life is... Been richly blessed. So, when I was in the Jordan, uh, not the Jordan. Well, I was in the Jordan, but when I was in the country of Jordan mm-hmm. and Israel, there's the Dead Sea, and then the Jordan River flows into that. Mm-hmm. Right, all around the Dead Sea is literally dead. All around is just like a oh. desert. It's rocks. It's gross. the 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 sea, nothing really grows in it as well. Too, it's called the Dead Sea mm-hmm. because everything flows in and it just sits there. 
And dies. Day after day after day after day, and it just dies. However, the Jordan River, all around it, is beautiful and green and luscious all along the banks of the Jordan because it continuously flows, and it's fresh, and it's beautiful. So if you want to have the blessing of giving and flowing, the money flows in, the money flows out, the blessings come. Maybe right. the Dead Sea just absorbs everything. Maybe the Dead Sea needs some beavers. Wow. Not <laughs> sure how to respond to that. So I'm going to take a break. We're going to listen to the Wells family by the mark. By the mark, by the mark where the nails have been, by the sun upon his precious skin. I will know my Savior when I come. To him by the mark where the nails have been When I cross over I will shout and sing I will know my Savior I will know my Savior when I come 
to him by the mark where the nails had been. By the mark where the nails had been. Beautiful song by the Wells family right here on Faith FM, The Breakfast Show with Blake and Mon. You're listening to The Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM, positively different. Raiden also texts in, now I have heard your argument, you've made me question my thoughts. I'm all about tithe on the gross or the income. Uh, do we have the last question for the quiz? Yes, we do. What creature am I? Eve was deceived by this creature. Who? Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. Text us your answers. Eve was deceived by this creature. It what wasn't creature Adam. Was that? <laughs> it was not Adam. It was not Adam. Texas uh, again. Oh four nine one zero six four six six nine. Also, what are your thoughts on tithe as well? Too, as we continue this Bible study, I want to read First Kings chapter seventeen, uh, starting verse nine. Mon, can you do that for us? First Kings chapter seventeen verse nine goes like this: Go and live in the village of Zarephath near the city of Sidon. I have instructed a widow there to feed you. So he went to Zarephath. And okay, just pause. So this, just so you know. For our listeners, this is Elijah. Mm-hmm. So Elijah, Elijah, he's been living in the woods. Ravens have been feeding him. It's like the first Uber Eats uh, <laughs> directly flown to Raven his eats. door. Raven Eats. And he's living off the land. And then now, suddenly, he has been told to go and live in Zarephath with this a widow. widow. Yeah. So as Elijah arrived at the gates of the village, he saw a widow gathering sticks. And he asked her, would you please bring me a little cup, a little water in a little cup? So as she was going to get it, he called out to her, Bring me a bite of bread too. But she said, I swear by the Lord your God that I don't have a single piece of bread in the house, and I have only a handful of flour left in a jar and a little cooking oil in the bottom of the jug. I was just gathering a few sticks to cook this last meal, and then my son and I will die. But Elijah said to her, Don't be afraid. Go ahead and do just what you've said, but make a little bread for me first. Then use what's left to prepare a meal for yourself and your son. For this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. There will always be flour and olive oil left in your containers until the time when the Lord sends rain and the crops again. So she did as Elijah said, and she and Elijah and her family continued to eat for many days. There was always enough flour and olive oil left in the containers, just as the Lord had promised through Elijah. Okay. Incredible. It's a, it's a pretty incredible story. So the widow of Zarephath, she's told by God uh, that this man of God is actually coming. Right, yeah. and then when he arrives, Elijah, uh, she explains the situation. She says, "Elijah, uh, I'm going to die. I'm gonna it's eat. so morbid, really. It's a really crazy thought, actually. And you have to understand that it had been there had been famine in the land for years at this point. Mm. Elijah then first asks for a drink of water, and then add, "Don't be afraid. Go and do as you have said, but make me a small cake from it first and bring it to me. And afterward, then make some." For yourself and your son. For thus says the Lord God of Israel, the bin of flour shall not be used up, nor shall the jar of oil run dry until the day the Lord sends rain on the earth. Now, some people might be going like, man, that's pretty selfish. Like, go and (laughs) make a widow make you her last meal that she was going to give to her son before she dies. Or is this a test of faith? And uh, it allows her to exercise her faith in a way that was not otherwise available obviously the answer yeah she's essentially putting god's first god first make god first right mm-hmm. then we, we, we i think we said this like three or four times a day uh, it's actually one of my favorite 
uh, devotionals. I think it's by Eric B. Hall, if I'm not mistaken, called Make God First. Uh, I, I just really want to emphasize the importance of recognizing that every person, you have to be your own assessor. Like you have to decide whether or not you're doing this. And then you're, you're kind of left to give what you want in your heart. But put God first, make the tithe happen, and you will see the floodgates of heaven open up in your life. Now, I also want to read 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 1 and 2. So look at Apollos and me as mere servants of Christ who have been put in charge of explaining God's mysteries. Now, a person who is put in charge as a manager must be faithful. As for me, it matters very little how I might be evaluated by you or by any human authority. I don't even trust my own judgment on this point. Okay, so there's a few, I guess, lessons that we've learned over this week. You know, as children of God, we are to be stewards of his blessings, and we are asked to be uh, frugal and mindful managers, right? Wise with our money. Mm. So here's the four points that we've gone over this week, kind of as a summary, because this is our last Bible study for the week. So point number one uh, in review we have discovered what is a tenth or what is a tithe. It's a tenth or 10% of our income or our increase. And so these are the elements of tithe. Whatever you're making, whatever income you have, whatever increase you have, uh, if you're self-employed, the profit that you make, if you're employed, then the income that you receive as a salary, 10% of that, that's the, uh, that is the equation there for a tithe. Number two, it should be taken to the storehouse, the place from which the gospel ministers are paid. So gospel ministers, people who are working in full-time ministry, people even part-time ministry as well too, but people who are working in the ministry for the church, they are paid from the tithe. And everyone brings it into the storehouse so that the gospel can move forward in faith. Number three, with our tithe, we should honor God with the first part of our income. It's it's our opportunity to return unto the Lord and say, thank you for everything that you've given us. This is our opportunity to honor you, to respect you, and to acknowledge you as the God of our lives, the creator of everything. Number four, tithes should be used for the right purpose, which is the support of the ministry, right? It's not to be used for uh, fixing your car or going on beautiful vacations to the Caribbean, though if anyone wants to sponsor Mon and I to the Caribbean, that's fine. Just don't use your tithe money, right? Yeah. I'm happy to go to the Caribbean. I am. 100%. Me 100%. Too. Are you ready? I'm sorry, I could go now. So if you want to donate uh, for us to go to a Caribbean cruise, 0491 <laughs> give us a text. We'll, we'll let you know if, uh, how we we'll can be waiting sort on the that wolf. out. We'll be waiting on that. <laughs> but don't use your tithe money. Mm. Even though you're like, man, I really just want to pay for Blake and Mon to go. But like, no, no. Pay God first. Make God first. It's our responsibility as church members to uphold the first three items, and it's the responsibility of the storehouse managers to make sure that the tithe funds are used properly. So those first three things, the 10%, it's all taken to the storehouse, and we honor God with the first part of our income. That's our responsibility. Then the ones who are in charge of the storehouse need to make sure that they're using that money for the right person, for the right purpose, which is the support of the ministry as well too. So it's not our responsibility to be like, well, I don't know. I don't want the church to dictate where the tithe goes. Like, no, no, we put it in the storehouse and we prayerfully uh, pray for the decision makers of the storehouse to use it correctly, wisely, and in support 
of the ministry as well, too. So unlike offerings, the tithe is not discretionary on our part. This is a covenant with God. The tenth and the storehouse are both part of our responsibility. We don't set the parameters God does. If I don't return a full 10% of my increase, I'm not really tithing. And if I don't bring that 10% to the storehouse, I'm not really tithing either. It's important to remember that. You can't just say, I'm using it for this thing, and that's that's not really a tithe. So uh, Karen actually texts us, if you pay tithe on your net, pay and get a tax bill, what do you do? Ooh, good question. Uh, Karen, we're actually going to come back to that question uh, later on in the day. We're going to listen to a couple songs here, and we'll be right back after a few short messages. But we're going to get back to that question. If you pay tithe on your net pay and then get a tax bill, what do you do? That's an excellent question. Sherry also texts us, ooh, Sherry, I can't read your text out loud just yet, but I thought the same thing as well too. But she she texted both answers for the quiz, the one that I said and the other one. She said, aren't those the same thing? Well, and that's kind of what I thought too. Mm. I, I don't know. We'll see. We're going to talk with Mon. We're going to see if, if she allows it, and we're going to read the answers to the quiz when we come back after these songs. This is Are You or You Are Love by Ren Collective, one of my favorite bands actually right here on Faith FM. Thanks for listening. We'll see you in just a little bit. Questions and a heart full of pain can't understand why we're here again. There's grace in the season, not just to see us through, but to renew. You are love, Lord, and your ways testify. You are love, Lord, perfectly defined through the suffering or joy. We will confide in your perfect love. Mindful of questions. In a future unclear But your perfect love scatters fear Cause your will is to build up And not to harm But to complete us You are love, Lord And your ways testify You are love, Lord Perfectly defined Through the suffering or joy We will confide In your perfect love In your perfect love It's time to stretch these legs of fifth And run into this unknown world with truth of your love for us. You are love, 
You are love, perfectly defined. Through the suffering or joy, we will confide in your perfect love. In your Listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. Are you looking for better TV? Station partner Hope Channel Australia focuses on faith, health, relationships, and community. It's television that will change your life. Visit hopechannel.com forward slash au. That's hopechannel.com forward slash au to find out more. You're listening to the Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM, positively different.
That was Who He Is by Scott Reed, right here on Faith FM, The Breakfast Show with Blake and Mon. We're coming to the end of the day. We're getting very close to the end of the day. We're doing a little wrap-up here. But Karen sends a, te- uh, sends a question, and if you pay tithe on your net pay and get a tax bill, what do you do? Well, Karen, I'm not sure if I understand the question exactly, but from what I can tell is you're saying if you pay tithe on your net pay, meaning not your gross pay, and then your taxed or your maybe your tax return, then you would also pay your if this is talking about your tax return at the end of the year, you would also pay your tithe on tax return. If you're talking about should you pay your taxes, yes, you should definitely pay your taxes. And if you're saying if you pay tithe on your net pay and then don't have enough money for a tax bill, what do you do? Uh, I would say put make God first, put your trust in God, and see what he will do. So I'm not sure exactly which one of those you're asking, either uh, one of those three, but always be putting God first, paying your, your tithe. If you're paid on the net and you get a return, then pay for that as well too, the the. 10% on your tax return. If you're paying your gross throughout the year, the tax return is after tax anyway, or after your tithe anyway, so you've already paid tithe on that return, right? Uh, because that's been done all throughout the year as well, too. So I'm not exactly sure if I've answered your question, but I really hope that I have, uh, because it's important for us to return unto the Lord that 10% that he requires of us to put it into the storehouse so that ministries everywhere can blossom and grow and the kingdom of heaven can expand across the planet. Bon, can you read the quiz clues and give us the answer? The answer of the What Creature Am I quiz was a serpent. So the woman who gave birth to a male child in Revelation was attempted uh, to be swept away by a serpent that uh, had a river of water spewing out of its mouth. The serpent was more crafty than any other of the wild animals the Lord God had made. Uh, the serpent is one of the titles given to the devil in the book of Revelation. God cursed the serpents that had to eat dust all the days of its life, and Eve was deceived by the serpent. There you go. Sherry texts, so is not the serpent also known as the dragon? Yeah, I mean, in terms of like titles of the devil, yes, but the devil has multiple titles, but we were specifically honing in on the serpent one today. So, Sherry, I agree with you because I also chose dragon. It was just that first one, that three year, but that was a little tricky one. It was a very, very tricky one. Karen uh, texts in again. Okay, here's some clarification. If you don't get a tax return, but a bill because you haven't paid enough tax during the year. Ah! That's what I thought, because bills are usually requests to pay, have money right, paid, right, as right, opposed right, to giving right, right. me money. So if you don't get a tax return, but a bill because you haven't paid enough tax during the year, well then... But you're saying, but you've already paid your tithe on the net. Well, then you just pay the tax bill. Then you you wouldn't pay an additional on top of a, a bill because that's not an increase. Is that is that answering that correctly? I'm going to read it one more time here. If you don't get a tax return, but a tax bill because you haven't paid enough tax during the year, what do you do? So my my answer to that was you then pay the tax bill, but you would not need to pay an additional amount of tithe on top of that bill because that's not the increase. Does that make sense to you, Mon? Yeah, I think so. I mean, in my head, I'm just like, just pay it on the gross when we're having trouble. <laughs> It'll be so much easier. <laughs> yeah. But I think she's I think she's talking about like, well, yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, like if you're – normally that would never happen though. Congratulations, you've managed to confuse us. <laughs> <laughs> but no, because if you're, if you're getting paid a salary – 
very rarely are you going to get a tax bill on top of that as well too. That would only happen if you're self-employed. But the, but what I'm saying is you would then not be paying your net pay. You would not be paying you would not be getting paid a net pay or a gross pay. You'd only be taxed. You'd only be tithing on your increase as a self like if you were self-employed. So that's what I'm saying the tax bill would only come if you're self-employed normally or usually the bill would come. And in that particular case, you should have only been paying on the increase of the full amount of the of the tax, if that makes sense. George texts in, morning, guys. God doesn't need our money. Our tithe is just showing faithfulness. Amen. Shalom, George. Excellent. That's a really good point, point actually. Really good point. Uh, Sherry also says, fair enough on the serpent. Wishing you both a great day. Okay, you thank too. You. Sherry, I thought the same thing as well, too. We're on the same page. <laughs> I love it. It's awesome. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Faith FM as well, too. We're going to listen to Summer Brook and Mountain Faith. It could happen in a moment. This is a really, really cool song that I wanted to share with everyone on Faith FM. A little bluegrass tune. We'll be back after this. It happened in a moment in a twinkling of an eye. It could happen in a moment. He could split the eastern sky. Though our hearts will feel unworthy, yet how happy we will be when the Savior comes from heaven. When His blessed Tolling will be over All our sorrow and its pain It can happen in a moment Jesus Christ can come again
Could happen in a moment on Faith FM right here live. I just want to say I'm going to give you a virtual pat on the back from me and everybody else listening because you did an incredible job this week running this show without anybody here, coming in early, getting (sighs) DJ Shell on the video chat, lining up all the songs, doing all the tech stuff. I'm really proud of you. Like, And we had minimal technical problems. Apart from that first little hiccup on Monday morning when we were unmuted, you've done a good job. Thanks. Well, and Hiki came in. Yeah, Hiki helped as well. For two days. But yeah, but you were here the rest of the time and you just did it all by yourself. Well. I'm really impressed. So everyone, send send Blake some love. He like ran the show all by his onesie. And yeah, we did really well, I think. I'm pretty exhausted. Yeah. And I'm I'm going to enjoy my Sabbath. (laughs) Yes, you are. I am going to relax and... And a way that... I will not be back until Monday. (laughs) A way that our listeners can really enjoy the Sabbath is if they'd be the first person to call through and get this free prize that we're giving away. It is a copy of Help, I've Been Blessed by Julian Archer, a wonderful book on how to stop God's blessings from becoming curses. Some of us have prospered so much that we've ended up uh, getting so much stuff that it blocks our view of God. So this book is a wonderful book, Help, I've Been Blessed, How to Stop God's Blessings from Becoming Curses by Julian Archer, first person to call through on 049106. Four six six nine, um, and you will get that completely for free. Sorry, did I say call? I meant text. You do it every time. To text through every time. Even though Blake's done a good job, Blake can't answer the phone and be on the air at the nope, same time. No, it's impossible. <laughs> Don't forget to connect with us on our social media platforms, on our website, on Facebook, on the Faith on the Faith FM app. Join us, listen to us. We'll see you on Monday. Don't forget, talk faith, live faith, act faith, and you will grow strong in Jesus Christ. I'll be with you being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.